Hello everyone, uh, my name is Yadira and welcome to Womenology's very first podcast episode. So a quick little recap, um, my sister-in-law Araceli and myself, we created this group in hopes of empowering everyday women like you and I by sharing our self-healing journeys. We're also sharing our struggles that we face as everyday women as mothers and as small business owners. Um, we do strive to support our community through education, resources, and of course, sisterhood, because we have quickly learned that it really does take a village. We decided to kick off our first episode in honor of October 15th, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day. We picked this topic because we know that there are many women who can relate, and it's also a part of our healing. We're going to be sharing three stories with you, and I wanted to tell you just how strong, powerful, and resilient these women are. It takes a lot of courage to share a story that is hurtful, it's traumatic, <clears throat> and quite frankly, it is painful to relive those memories. And for that, we are extremely grateful for these brave women who are willing to share their stories with us. And I will be narrating their stories. And before we continue, grab your tissues. Okay, everyone. So our very first story um, is by my dear friend Nancy. Hello everyone. My name is Nancy Guerrero Ramirez. I am 30 years old. On March 21st, 2019, I lost my son Aaron at 17 weeks gestation. Unfortunately, there wasn't anything doctors could do to save him since he was so small and my membranes were completely detached. He was a beautiful baby boy and we got to spend 13 hours with him and I will always cherish those hours. After my loss, I was diagnosed with incompetent cervix. My cervix dilates without me knowing or feeling as soon as the baby starts packing on weight. June of 2019, I had an abdominal myoectomy to remove a large fibroid from my uterus. August 1st of 2019, we found out we were pregnant again. I was happy but terrified of losing another baby. My doctor immediately put me on bed rest, and at 14 weeks gestation, I had to get a cerclage, which is a procedure um, meant to keep the cervix closed. I was told that would keep the baby in until it was time to deliver, but unfortunately, at 22 weeks pregnant, I was completely funneled to my stitch. Doctors said the stitch wouldn't hold for long. I was sent to the ER to see what could be done. Dr. Aleph gave me three options. One, go home and wait. Two, terminate the pregnancy. Or three, opt for surgery and it was a 50% survival rate. We opted to have surgery to try to do anything to save our daughter. By the grace of God, they were able to push my bag of water back inside and gave me an emergent double surclash. Once again, um, the definition of a surclash is the use of a ring or a loop to bind together a fractured bone 
or encircle the opening of a malfunctioning cervix. So here she's getting a double circlish. Dr. Aleph said, I have one of the weakest cervix he's ever seen. The new stitch only held for six more weeks. At 28 weeks, my water broke. And at 29 weeks, I had our daughter via emergency C-section. Camila came into the world weighing 2.9 pounds and 14 inches long. Despite being so tiny and being three months early, she was healthy and had no complications in the NICU. She spent 48 days in the NICU. She came home for 10 days and I almost lost her. She stopped breathing and I had to perform CPR. So she spent another 26 days in the PICU due to severe RSV, pneumonia, bronchiolitis, and a collapsed lung. But despite all of that, she made it out strong and she is now a beautiful, sassy little miracle that will be two this January. A new baby will never replace the one we lost, but we know Aaron blessed us with Camila. I am so thankful for the doctors at UCI for saving my daughter and for doing everything they could. Ladies, do not lose hope. Always ask questions and advocate for yourselves. If any one of you have the same issues I have due to incompetent cervix, look into a transabdominal circlash. And the, the abbreviation for that is TAC. That's what I will need for any future pregnancy. Okay, so now we will be sharing Fabiola's story. Hello, my name is Fabiola. I go by Fabi. I was born in California. When I was 17 years old, I left. I ran away with my boyfriend to Texas and we got married. On October 2010, I found out I was pregnant. My due date was June 25th of 2011. My husband at the time and I were so excited to be expecting our first baby. I had a great pregnancy, no complications, just tons of cravings, but hey, anything is better than being nauseous. When I was five months pregnant, we found out our baby's gender. It was a girl. And as soon as we found out, we told everyone and seeing the joy warmed our hearts. As the months went by, we were getting ready to welcome her. So we started getting the nursery ready, setting up the crib, buying the stroller and decorating every inch of the walls. Everything was ready for her. On June 25th, I was feeling contractions, so I went to the hospital. My contractions were far apart and I wasn't dilating, so I was sent home. On June 28th, I woke up feeling really tired. My legs were hurting and I just had a feeling that I wanted to cry. I was feeling very emotional. I told my mother-in-law and she told me it was normal since I was already supposed to have gone into labor, so she took me to Walmart. Um, the coolest place in Texas, besides the mall, was Walmart, and it is also impossible to walk outside in Texas summer. So as we were heading to the store, I didn't feel my baby move, and I thought it was normal since the baby was full term, it was hard for her to move. We got to the store, and I hurried to get a few things that I needed for my hospital bag, and I bought a doll that said, my first doll on the dress. It was so cute, and as I held it, I cried for no reason. 
As I'm heading home, I call my doctor to let him know that I wasn't feeling the baby move. He tells me to head to the hospital as soon as possible, so I did. My sister-in-law took me to the hospital, and as soon as we get there, they get me in a room and start monitoring my baby. My doctor walks in and asks my sister-in-law to step out of the room. The ultrasound tech comes in, and then three nurses, and then two more at this point. I was concerned as they were doing my ultrasound. I see no movement in the screen, and I was just praying in my head. As soon as they're done, everyone stepped out except my doctor, and he tells me, your baby is dead, just like that. Keep in mind, I'm by myself. I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. So all I remember was seeing my husband walk in the door, and I started crying hysterically. I was in the hospital for two days with my baby still inside of me. The doctor didn't want to proceed with a C-section because he said there was a risk for me if he completed the C-section. So I was getting induced. Yes, I was going to give birth to my unborn baby girl. I felt contractions as I dilated to 9 centimeters and a nurse comes in and she asked me, Do you need the epidural? You're in so much pain. And my response was, there's no worse pain than what I'm going through right now. If I'm not going to have my baby by my side to hold her and to take care of her, at least I want to feel what it's like to give birth to a baby. She apologized and her eyes watered and she walked out. I don't remember much, but my pain was unbearable. My husband was there by my side. So after two days, I start feeling pain again. The contractions were closer and closer, and it was time to deliver my baby. After so much pain and so many hours, I pushed her out. I was hoping to hear her cry, but I didn't. My heart broke in a million pieces, and they took her right away. I didn't get to see her until one hour later. The doctor asked me, Do you want to hold her? And I said, of course I want to hold her. She's my baby. They gave us only 20 minutes to be with her. And as they brought her to me, I couldn't stop crying. She was the most perfect little girl. She had a head full of dark hair, chubby cheeks, and she weighed seven pounds, five ounces, and she was 20 inches long. In that moment, we made the decision to name her Leilani Amy precious like a flower after all the pain and the heartache my daughter was baptized as a catholic the day of her funeral going home to the place where i was supposed to take my child into her beautiful nursery was impossible for me i fell into a depression i went back home to my parents in california to see if that would help me a little but it was very hard for me to not be able to go visit her grave So I went back to Texas one month later. I also started putting on more weight and my husband started doing his own thing and that caused me to get worse. And as the years went by, our marriage wasn't the same anymore. So we decided to move back to California for three years. 
We then went back to Texas because my husband fell into drugs, alcohol, and to a depression. After our baby passed away, we tried to get pregnant again, but no luck. I even went through a fertility treatment because he would tell me it was me, that something was probably wrong with me after I, li- after I delivered my baby. Eventually, after seven years of trying, I couldn't conceive and we stopped trying, hoping for a blessing to happen. So in October of 2000 and 2018, my grandpa passed away. I came out here to California for his viewing. My husband called and ended our 11-year relationship. He told me he was tired of trying to have a child and not being able to get pregnant. He would blame me that it was my fault we couldn't have a family. So I cried a lot. I couldn't believe what he was telling me. So I made the decision to stay here with my family. With the whole breakup, instead of sitting there and crying, I decided to go back to school to get my GED. I started working and of course I went out. I met a man that is 17 years older than me and we started talking and getting to know each other. And eventually we decided to start a relationship. As the days went by, I wasn't feeling good. I was constantly feeling tired and nauseous, but since I had in mind I couldn't have babies, pregnancy never crossed my mind. One day, my friend brought me a pregnancy test and I took the pregnancy test during work and I only saw one line at the moment. So in my head, I was like, I knew it, I'm not pregnant. But as I pick it up to throw it away, I see two lines and I was in shock. I was crying, I was so happy, but I was sad. I had all these mixed emotions, but more than anything, I felt blessed to finally be pregnant again. But I was so scared to relive that all over again. When I went to check how far along I was, I was already three months pregnant and I didn't know I would get my period. So I got my period while I was pregnant. So after a whole year, my ex-husband decided to reach out to try to work things out because he realized that I never lied to him and that he did love me. So I told him this, it took me three months to realize I deserve much better. I didn't need a man by my side to make me feel complete. I accepted myself the way I was. I learned to love myself when all you did was put me down because of my weight and not being woman enough to give you a family. But I need to be honest with you. Yes, I loved you. Like, you have no idea. But I needed to let go to begin this new chapter in my life. I am pregnant and I am the happiest woman on earth. And I wish you nothing but the best and hope you find your happiness. I now have two wonderful boys that mean the world to me. I love them with all my heart. Ladies, as much as it hurts you, you have to continue You have to be strong when being strong is the only option you have and it takes time to heal. I'm not saying it's easy, but just have this in mind. When you feel like everything is falling apart, remember there is a bigger blessing coming your way. And our little ones will always be in our heart and by our sides. 
because we are very special and strong mommies. Okay, and so now I'm going to share my story. And I have made some notes just to kind of create a timeline and to keep me on track. So, on May 19th of 2019, I took a pregnancy test inside a Target restroom. My partner and I, we already had two kids together at the time, but we were not together. Um, I told him that I hadn't got my period, so we went to Target. We purchased the test, and I took the test right then and there. When I saw the positive sign, it was the little, the little plus sign. Um, I just remember feeling like a knot in my stomach. Me and my partner, um, we were not in a good place at that time. He was living in Victorville and I was living here in Santa Ana with my parents. I was working full time and I was already feeling like I never got to see my kids anymore. Um, I, I just went through a rush of emotions. So, I made an appointment to see my doctor and I wasn't more than six weeks pregnant. At the doctor's visit, I was able to see the little sack. And it was very similar to an egg yolk. Um, but there was no heartbeat. The doctor said that that was normal, being that we weren't sure how early I was. But for me, being that I've had two pregnancies before... I I pay attention to the ultrasounds. I pay attention to the technicians. I pay attention to everything. I already knew that not finding a heartbeat was not good. And I also know that the heart is one of the very first organs that forms. So not hearing a heartbeat for me was already like a huge red flag. Um, and I And I address these. To the doctor, I mean, I was pretty adamant about, no, I've had two pregnancies before. I know that the heartbeat is one of the very first things we need to hear. So he tells me, okay, there is a 50-50 chance uh, that you're either going to miscarry or your pregnancy will continue. And I said, okay. I walked out of the office. And they gave me an appointment for, I believe it's like six weeks. During, during your, your early pregnancy days, your, your um, doctor visits are about every six weeks. And then during your second trimester, they change to a shorter period. And then your third trimester, you're going about every two weeks. But as quickly as I found out that I was pregnant was as quickly that I noticed that my body was going through a change. Um, during this particular weekend, my kids were spending the weekend with their dad. My entire family, minus my brother, they were all in Mexico. And I was home all alone, just watching TV, just on my phone, laying around, when they started to feel cramping. Um, the first thing that came to my head was, I, I don't have pads. 
I'm going to bleed all over the place. Um, so I got in my car and I drove to Target. I drove to Target and I just remember being in the pad section and then I don't remember anything after. I remember being home, feeling the cramping, laying down and just, I, I knew what was going on. I knew what was going on. I didn't I didn't need anyone to tell me what was going on. Sorry guys. So that weekend was a blur. Um I remember that I started feeling cramping. It must have been Friday night. And then Monday came. I went to work. I was still feeling like cramping. Um, and then Tuesday, Tuesday came and I was at work and I, I got this sudden urge to go to the restroom. And when I went to the restroom, I passed a huge clot and I already knew what that was. Um, I got up and I just stared down into the toilet and I just remember just staring, staring at the toilet, like looking down and I took a picture, and I still have that picture. And on occasions, I like to look at the picture. Don't ask me why. It's it's just, I like to look at it. So, I knew what happened. But I called my doctor, and I let them know I miscarried. Um, kind of like, what happens now? I don't know. I've never been through this before. So then they scheduled me an appointment the next day. And the doctor's performing the ultrasound. And I already knew because, like I'm telling you, they, I pay a lot of attention to these ultrasounds and how they do things. And when the first time when they did the ultrasound and they saw the little egg yolk, I remember the exact spot. It was on my, on my right side, on my, on my lower right side. So that's where he placed the gel and he starts moving... I don't know what you call it, like the wand for where, where they put you, um, for the ultrasound. And there was nothing, there was nothing there. So then that's when he tells me, I'm sorry, but it, you, you did go ahead and miscarry. And even though I already knew, it was just so different to actually hear it and to see it, like there was nothing in my stomach anymore. Um, they sent me to go get lab work. They wanted me to go get blood work done to count my, I believe it's your H, is it HG level? Guys, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. But they wanted to basically confirm that that hormone level had dropped, which was to basically confirm the miscarriage. And I already knew, and I, I just didn't want to deal with doctor's appointments. I didn't want to deal with explanations, and I, I never went. I, I knew what my body went through. I felt it. I saw it. Like I didn't need more reassurance by continuing to get blood work, by continuing to go to different doctors. I saw what happened. Um, and I just remember walking into the lobby when we were done. And my partner was there. And 
I just remember like he gave me a hug and he asked me are you okay and I said I'm fine are you and he was like I'm okay and I feel like we we took like five minutes in the lobby where we we just sat there in silence with our kids so basically a couple of months passed by um after I miscarried um I had found out I was pregnant in the middle of May and then miscarried at the end of May so then November rolls around and during this time I am feeling extremely exhausted like I'm feeling extremely sleepy and me and my partner we're now trying to work things out we're trying to spend time as a family we're we're just really trying and we're seeing each other frequently and I remember that I was at work and guys I would get so exhausted that during my lunch which was a 30 minute lunch I would take a nap under my desk right there under my cubicle um or I would go take a nap in my car and I just remember being in my desk and thinking like oh my god I'm I'm so tired like the only time I've ever felt this tired and it hits me the only time I've ever been this tired is when I find out I'm pregnant every single time like that that is the first sign for me every single time like it is exhaustion it is just sleepiness like groggy so i'm sitting there at my desk and i'm like oh my god like it can't be there's no way but i mean there is obviously we've been intimate we've been together so then i text him and i tell him we need to take a test and i believe that weekend we went to go take a test and it was november 19th when i found out i was pregnant and it was positive and i remember this time around when i found out it was positive it gave me like happiness but in such a peaceful way like i i i can't explain it to you but it was just like this this calmness this this peacefulness but i was happy um so i i obviously i went to the doctor again and um i told him i just took a pregnancy test he came out positive i'm not sure how far along i am but i actually just ended up having um a mis a miscarriage in may so um he's doing the ultrasound uh getting blood work done i i don't remember how many weeks I was at the time but the only thing different that I noticed in this complication was that I was more exhausted than ever and then sometimes I felt like I couldn't breathe so then one day um, I call out of work or no I'm at work. I'm at work and nobody really knows at work what's going on. And I just like tell my supervisor, like, I don't feel good. Like, I feel like 
I'm constantly gasping for air. Like, I really feel like I'm going to collapse. Like, I'm not getting oxygen. And and I'm trying to keep myself calm because, you know, when you start to panic, like, everything just goes out the window. So I'm trying not to panic because I'm like, if I start panicking, then I'm really not going to be able to breathe. So um, I go to the ER. I go to the ER at UCI. And so I tell them all this information. I'm like, I'm pregnant. I'm not, I, I just don't remember how far along I was. But I'm telling them, like, I, I feel like I can't breathe. Like, um, I feel shortness of breath. I get up and I can't breathe. And so they, ha- they have me stay there. They're doing all kinds of tests. They're monitoring my heart. And then they decide to hook me up to the EKG machines and they're monitoring they're monitoring my heart and um i'm in the i can't remember what the unit is called but you're basically placed in a unit with other pregnant women and i remember that it was empty it was super empty and it was just um me getting my my ekg and at this time my phone had died guys my phone had died so I wasn't able to really tell anybody where I was. So um, I'm sitting there in silence. Oh, and my TV doesn't work. So my TV doesn't work. And I remember that I was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just take a nap because, like I said, I, I'm extremely exhausted. I'm tired all the time. So I was like, whatever, I'll just take a nap while they run the tests. And there's another woman in... um not necessarily another room because there's no walls it's just you know the curtains and so she's in a bed um across from me and guys it's silent like i said i have no tv and my phone died and i can hear the doctor is talking to her very quietly um like in a very low voice and i remember I don't remember the doctor's exact words, but I just remember her saying, what do you mean? We just came from the doctor. They told us everything was fine. And I'm sitting there like now I hear it and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And so I'm listening and then I just hear her cry. And so um, I, I know what's going on. The doctor's basically telling her that there's something wrong with the baby. And then I hear the husband, like, I don't know. There there was something in his voice that made me think, like, oh, like, he's consoling her. He's hugging her. And then at that time, they, the nurses, like, open my, my curtain. And um, they're like, oh, we just came to check on, on your EKG and see if you wanted anything. And I'm over here, like, trying not to cry because I heard I heard the entire conversation. But then they're like, are you okay? And I remember just nodding, like, yeah. But I didn't say, yeah, I just remember nodding my head. And then they're like, are you sure? And then I'm, I'm, I'm now shaking my head, no. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm trying to whisper. And then I just start crying. And I'm like, 
I just heard the doctor tell that lady that she's losing her baby. And I was like, and it makes me so sad because I have a baby and I have just gone through a miscarriage. And I was like, I know what that feels like. And um, they were like, oh, yeah, it's very sad. But, you know, um, we're all still trying to keep our voices low because, I mean, we don't want them to know that we know what's going on. To give them, you know, their privacy. So I just remember that they came back and they said, "Well, your AKG, your AK, EKG looks fine." Um, they're like, "We're still gonna recommend you um to to check in with your primary doctor." They're like, "Because it looks like your iron levels are low." They're like, "We're thinking you might be anemic," and they were like, "Um." basically explaining to me um how important iron is um especially when you're pregnant because iron is what basically gives oxygen to your baby through your blood so i wasn't aware that this was huge and i was like oh my gosh um kind of nervous but they discharged me um i went home and during this during my last pregnancy um, it was difficult because the whole pregnancy, I was low on iron. I was very, very low on iron, which is what was contributing to me being extremely tired. I was literally exhausted. Like sometimes I feel like my pregnancy was a blur because I don't remember it. Um, and then of course COVID hit, um, COVID hit and then I went through such a stressful period and not necessarily the pregnancy itself but the world itself like the state that it was in um I remember so I found out I was pregnant in November and then March came so in March my partner and I we got our own place together so we got an apartment and that's when uh the shutdown basically happened and mind you i'm i'm pregnant so i'm scared we we just found out we're pregnant this is happening and i'm like oh my god like what's gonna happen what if when my baby is born we don't find diapers what if we lose our apartment what if we don't have food like my mind was just racing so i just really felt like that pregnancy alone was very stressful but not because the pregnancy itself was stressful, but because the state of the world that we were in, and we still are. Um, but then we we moved fast forward to July, and that's when I had my baby. She was actually my biggest baby. She was about seven, no, I think she was eight pounds. Yeah, she was eight pounds. She was my biggest baby. My first baby was, she was six pounds. She was tiny. When I tell you tiny, she was tiny. And then my second baby was, I want to say closer to seven pounds. And then my third one, boom, eight pounds. Her, when I got the epidural, um... I could still feel her like I definitely felt her come out and I was like 
oh my god this baby is gonna just rip me apart and i also wanted to share that um i've always been very vocal like this is my last pregnancy i i don't want to have any more children like especially with like i say how the world is it's 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 a very scary time right now um so in this pregnancy um i was very hands-on i told the doctor i want to see everything and they brought me a mirror they brought me a mirror to see everything um and then i i also said i want to pull i want to pull her out and they say okay so the doctor grabbed my hands um he placed them on the baby's head and was like pull so as i'm pushing i'm like pulling and guys this just happened so fast that when i when when we pull her out um they place her on my chest and then they ask my partner do you, do you want to cut the umbilical cord and i was like no i want to cut it and again because i'm like this is my last baby like i i want to just do everything by myself so then we cut the cord and they just place her on my chest and i just i cry and i cry and i cry and i cry and i feel like when they put her on my chest like i cried the longest than with any of my other babies um, I don't know if it was because I I I went through that miscarriage, so now I knew. Now I felt like I was just so happy to have her in my arms. And she's my rainbow baby. She's about she's gonna be two next year. She's one, she's walking, she's happy. I'm still breastfeeding her and I feel like a big part of that is I just want to enjoy her. I just want to enjoy all those little moments that I have with her. I'm sorry. So I just I just wanted to share that story with you guys. Um and especially because when I was ta- when I was talking to Nancy about it, and I told her, you know, even though I was probably not even six weeks when I miscarried, um, I still wonder the what ifs. What would it have been a boy? Would it have been a girl? I think she would have been a girl, and I wonder what what would she have looked like what her what would her personality be like you know you you just wonder a lot of things and one thing that Nancy told me was you know it doesn't matter how far along you were your feelings are still validated they also matter <clears throat> and sometimes i think that's why i like to look look back on my phone and look at that picture I just wonder a lot like I I I don't know I just I like to wonder the what ifs and then it also just makes me appreciate my kids even more and love them and cherish every single little moment that I have with them and I'm just gonna end it here for you guys But I just hope that from all these stories that we have shared, 
you guys are able to resonate with something or anything or if you've never been through it just for you to get a little bit of an understanding um it's not always easy to share stories like these you know they're hard you bring up a lot of emotions but i'm glad to share them with you guys and i hope you guys liked it let me know what you guys think. Have a good day.